Songezo Mapete on the viewpoint. And in keeping with the tone of socioeconomic rights and related protections for those who are vulnerable, I am sure many who hear my voice right now can certainly relate one way or the other with access to private treatment for road accident fund victims. This is a conversation I'm about to have with Ms. Bianca Fancel, CEO of Velomate Medical Services. Those who have been affected by road accident fund the worst always occasions. That settlement often comes late. That's if not the lawyers have taken a greater share than what they're otherwise due, but more importantly, their lives oftentimes have changed irreparably. If not having lost a loved one, the f- use of one's body, it's an adjustment that nobody really, I don't think, would volunteer oneself for. So let me just read this before Bianca joins us. An estimated 1.9 million road accident fund victims in South Africa are unable to get the medical treatment they need from private health care providers, despite undertakings from the road accident fund that their health care needs will be covered. For their part, private health care providers are generally unwilling to take on these cases as they have had many claims rejected by the RAF and successful claims take between 180 to 210 working days to be settled in excess of six months. One hospital group has accumulated RAF debts in excess of 300 million and private health care providers simply cannot afford to carry this burden for extended periods. Bianca Fonsell, CEO of Velomate Medical Services, they're now trying to make it possible for patients to get private medical treatment related to an initial RAF claim provided in Section 17.4 undertakings have been obtained via court order. Backed by a partnership with specialist funder Taurus Capital, Valumate facility facilitates rather the necessary treatment with medical service providers at no cost to the patient, importantly, and administers RAF claims on their behalf. This sounds like the panacea that everybody needs. Unpack it, please, for us. Good evening, Bianca. Good evening, Sangeza. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so this intervention seems like it not necessarily is a one-size-fits-all, but certainly does allay the concerns of all the parties involved, doesn't it? Definitely. Um, I will say that I do not deal personally with the actual personal claims against the RAF, uh, so that would precede the undertaking that is issued by RAF. So in terms of that, I would mm. defer to an expert in the matter. Sure. But once the patient has actually been awarded the undertaking, um, which commits the road accident fund to compensate the victim for their future hospital and medical treatment, um, provided, of course, that the treatment and costs are required as a result of the injuries mm-hmm. that they sustained in the collision and are necessary and reasonable. The road accident fund will then reimburse the claimant or the provider after the costs have been incurred and the treatment has been provided. So it is quite evident, evident excuse me, that the claimants um, most of whom are not able to fund their legal costs and are obliged to appoint attorneys on contingency, mm. are substantially unable to source adequate health care and treatment, pay for it, and then recover the expenditure from the road accident fund. So realistically, many, many actually have no way of pursuing their rights. Can we just perhaps take a step back here? Because, I mean, this often would be happening long after the accident itself has taken place because there's no need to have this conversation without an accident, without an yes. injured person or somebody who needs access to a healthcare facility. 
And at the yeah. point where this is all happening, it's an emergency. There are no times to be making calls. You call 911 and 911 have a constitutional obligation to at least not to deny you emergency medical treatment. I'm using them as an example. It could be any private actor in that regard. But we know exactly the attitudes that prevail. That's precisely why we have this sort of challenge. Can you take us from the point of an accident to the time where Valomate Medical Services enters the phrase so that we can actually get the critical times and interventions that are taking place? Absolutely. So once an accident has taken place, working with various emergency medical providers, they would make contact with Balamate to notify that there is a patient who meets the certain criteria who would qualify for cover under the Road Accident Fund Act. And using our network of suppliers, we would identify the nearest appropriate facility. Most often, if there were a state facility nearby, Perhaps there are not the resources available to treat the patient appropriately. And so always making sure that it would be the most appropriate facility, we would then arrange from the scene of the accident with the medical services provider. So that would be the hospital facility and the uh, specialist, the doctor. And we would then liaise and coordinate the transfer of the patient from the scene to the private facility for treatment. At the scene, though, who is making these calls? Through a rigorous training process and pre-merit assessment, we work uh, with the ambulance provider, and they would then make contact with us and provide us the necessary information for us to determine the patient's cover under the Road Accident Fund Act. Provided we are satisfied, we would then uh, coordinate and facilitate that transfer, and that happens in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is essentially where we need to find each other, the, the patient and the family of that patient or the victim of whatever the trauma might be, the first responders, and those the first responders will be dispatching, if you like, these calls for the necessary direction from the scene to still emergency medical treatment and engagement because whilst you can be treated at the scene, you really do want to be at a facility that is dedicated for you as opposed to the stopgap measure that is an ambulance that finds you there. I beg your pardon if I might sound repetitive. I'm at the accident scene and forbid I ever am, but I am in the fortunate situation now where I'm able to dispatch a call and I don't know about this arrangement and I call, say, ER24. Or I call whoever, and I, because I don't have confidence with respect to the public system, I call the private system, and they find me there. What is that conversation that's taking place? Who's making the call? What is the instruction? And what time lags are we talking about here? Because the reason why I'm asking this is many South Africans might be tempted to say, I will take my chances in the ordinary course in private health care if they are so covered. If they are not, they might never be convinced because of whatever reason that they can make or access private health care, so they will just default to what they know, just wait until the public health care system catches up. And this is exactly why you're having this very service. Sell it to us. Make it a business proposal even. Sell it because I do want this to be known as a facility that is now available in relation to road accidents. Okay. For the individual person, this is not an offering in terms of from accident scenes that we offer as Salamade Medical Services. This would be directed at medical services providers. Yes. So hospital facilities and doctors who are able to provide treatment 
but are just not willing to cover the costs and carry the costs and actually navigate the sometimes very complicated process mm-hmm. of submitting claims against the road accident fund. So in terms of the supplier claims, which would be from accident scene or the transfers between hospitals, that would be directed at um, medical services providers. And the problem that exists that we have somewhat outlined, but just to be very clear, is that the Road Accident Fund, in order to mitigate fraud and bad claims, they have put into place very stringent requirements uh, as to what actually constitutes a successful completed claim. Let's say you do actually meet those requirements, Mm. you might still be looking at a significant time period between lodging the claim and actually receiving settlement. So we do this on a daily basis, so obviously keeping finger on the pulse, you know, as directives change, some of which might be applied retrospectively, um, you really have to adapt quite quickly, which perhaps the, you know, average medical services provider whose main goal is to actually save lives, Mm. um, you know, they might not be aware of how that process uh, actually works and how it changes um, quite frequently. So that would be uh, the medical services providers would benefit from the the supplier claim section of our offering. So in essence, you are, I'm going to use a term that I'm quite cautious using, but just for layman's purposes, you are there to ensure, E-N-S-H-U-R-E, ensure that the service provider does get paid and of course you will then do the back-end recovery from RAF. Do I understand it correct in that regard? That's exactly right. So we would uh, pay the service provider and then we would take care of everything from that point on the administration and the settlement from the road accident fund. How does it get to a point though, 180 to 210 working days, working days being Monday to Friday, that claims that ought to be paid are not paid? How, to the extent that you have had conversations with the Road Accident Fund, do they talk their way out of that? I can um, say very clearly that COVID, I know it's a very common excuse for many, many things at this stage, but that definitely um, caused a far greater burden than already existed at the Road Accident Fund. So the backlog in terms of staff members who are on rotation, working a few days a week. What did they say before um, 2019? Um, I, I would defer that to, <laughs> to, somebody, to somebody else. <laughs> that wasn't a trick but, question, but fair enough. You can't answer that. I'm being silly. Unfortunately, I, I cannot give you um, accurate facts in terms of what happened prior to that. Um, but I know that COVID created a significant backlog. And a further challenge that uh, was presented in March of last year is, again, with good reason. I have to say that I 100% support the uh, the decision by the Road Accident Fund to introduce certain directives in terms of the documentation required for a successful claim. They instituted the directive in March last year, and they applied it retrospectively to claims basically up until that point. And and that created a, you know a much greater administrative burden both for themselves and then for suppliers who had actually submitted claims to them. But I can say that in um, our experience at least, um, there has been significant progress and the backlog seems to be clearing out. And I think a lot of people, I know that there are certain parties that are perhaps trying to maybe fight against the directive. And um, again, I'm not going to comment on that, Mm, but mm, mm, for, for those of us who have actually just adapted to the new system, embraced it and put it into effect, um, we are seeing um, excellent results, you know. And, of course, uh, I understand that the RAF faces many challenges, but 
it is very clear to me that ultimately they would like to honor their undertakings and their commitments, but they have very strict requirements and they never deviate from that. So as long as one is able to produce immaculate claims, um, in our experience, they have processed those very efficiently. Fantastic. Much appreciated. Bianca van Sale, CEO of Velomate Medical Services. And this is some interesting reading. In 2021, Velomate's RAF patients spent an average of 12 days in hospital at an average cost of around 270000 per patient. The most common injuries were multiple fractures. Since inception, the organization Velomate Medical Services has supported over 400 patients and its network comprises 26 contracted hospitals, 84 contracted specialists and 8 contracted ambulance providers. Work in progress, certainly, but if you really want to know the impact of their work, ask those over 400 patients who were able to access health care at the time they most needed it and were in pain. Thank you so much, Bianca, for your time. Thank you very much. 2118, everybody. The conversation continues.